Hey all, Jean Moncrief here and welcome to The Freedom Experience. This is where I share ideas, strategies and te uh, techniques that can help you to create a more valuable business. A business that actually brings you a bit of joy and a place you enjoy going to work. Um, and when the time's right that you can sell at a premium, uh, after all, you know, isn't that what we set off on this entrepreneurial journey for, to be able to create something valuable that gives us the freedom that we want uh, later on in life. So this week, I'm going to share something with you that they don't typically teach you in business school. In fact, I'm not sure that they teach you this much anywhere. Um, and that is the importance of having a very positive, even loving relationship with your business. And it's particularly important when it comes time to sell your business. Now, I'll tell you why. Here's the thing. Most of us, when it comes to time to sell the business land up there by circumstance um, we haven't planned it through we haven't thought it through and and very often that circumstance is when we're feeling trapped by the business you know, feeling trapped in the business and frustrated by the constant stream of problems that we face every day that consume every waking moment of our lives and I get it I've been there I still have those days in fact but have you ever stopped to consider why you choose to feel this way? Maybe let's let that sink in a little bit because we're going to really get into this shortly, but why you choose to feel that way? I mean, after all, you created your business. It's not some monster that you uh, sort of set out uh, or, or that's out there to get you. Um, you created your business and, and the feelings that you hold are the th pretty much of your own doing. So, Many of us come to this point where we feel like it's our business is just like feeding a monster. And it brings to mind that uh, story or the movie, The Little Shop of Horrors, with, the, with that huge Venus flytrap looming over poor old Seymour singing or saying, feed me, Seymour, feed me. And remember when it was just little and Seymour absolutely loved the little Venus flytrap and kind of nurtured it and spent his time with it and all of a sudden the bloody things kind of poised over it ready to eat him well some of us feel like our, that in our businesses sometimes we started off and we nurtured this thing and it was all exciting in the beginning and five years down the line when you should be celebrating that you've made that five year milestone you feel like you're feeding a monster and that this monster is eating you alive so my moment of truth came to me at 40,000 foot over the Atlantic on an aircraft, a uh, couple of drinks, and middle of the night stood there in the bathroom looking at the mirror. And I just kind of realized, I hate what I'm doing. I hate my business. I've got to get out. I've got to sell it. Uh, I strained relationships with just about everybody, wife, kids, partners, suppliers, staff, dog, cat, you name it. And just wanted to get out of the business. So... Went back to my seat, probably crapped out, cracked open another drink, opened up a notebook, and started working on what I could sell for. And I had all these ideas in my mind of what the business was was worth. Kind of did some calculations, came up with a few figures, a million here, a million for that. At the end of that, probably worth a couple of million. So I land plane lands and I start looking into this seriously. I need to discover that essentially the business is worth it, worthless. Uh, I'm at the center of the business. Everything revolves, revolves around me. And I, what now? I just 
close it up and sail off into the sunset? Um, or do I buckle down and sort of grit my teeth and sort this thing out? And at this point, when you realize that, you're really unhappy and there's a lot of strained relationships and you're at the center of all those strained relationships. You've got a worthless business and you just simply hate the position you're in. And unfortunately, at that time, I didn't know the secret that I'm sharing with you. I simply buckled down and made the most of a bad situation. And and, and recently, I came across this idea of rekindling the relationship with your business or falling in love with your business again, as Debbie King puts it in her book. So Debbie King authored the book, Loving Your Business, and she tells a story of driving along, having the same kind of overwhelming emotion and thinking, geez, I hate my business. Um, and sort of sitting there for a bit longer and thinking about the, all the strained relationships and thinking, I don't like the person I've become. And she goes off to, to business school and at school, a professor, Dr. Barbara Bram, says to her, you need to decide on purpose to love your business again. You need to fall back in love with your business, with this thing that you hate at the moment. And she admits that love was the last thing she felt for her business at that time, you know, as did I. And I'm sure if you're listening to this and you're in a similar position, you probably have the same feelings. The last thing you want to do is fall in love with your business. You kind of probably got one foot out the door. But the truth is, if you don't love your business, there's no one else is going to love it either. Not your team, not your customers, not your market. And most of all, not a potential acquirer or buyer. And that's really sad because you know, most owners by this stage are, should be thinking about exit and value. Um, but most are kind of got one foot out the door, not really wanting to be in this place, feeling very frustrated about where they are. You know, like any relationship in the beginning, it's super exciting. All you want to do is be with a person or working inside your business. And it, it's fun. It's really great to be there through those early years, even though they're very challenging. But over time, that relationship changes. And if you don't nurture it and invest in it and, and creating a healthy relationship with your business, you suddenly wake up wanting to run away, to abdicate responsibility. You know, my way of doing that was to start another business on another continent, which is how I found myself at 40,000 foot in an aircraft over the Atlantic staring in the mirror thinking, I absolutely hate what I'm doing and where I'm at. And it's not unusual. This is common for most entrepreneurs. You know, we tried different flavors of escape, uh, shiny new objects, food, alcohol, drugs, binge watching Netflix, gambling, travel. In my case, starting a business on another continent. But none of those things actually fix the underlying problem, which is to sort out the relationships or the relationship you have with your business. And fix it we must, because as I said before, nobody wants to buy a business that you hate. I mean, it's quite obvious. Your team can see it. The people around you can see it. They may not be thinking the same things you're thinking. They have their own thoughts, but they can see where you're at. Um, and that puts your, your business at risk. So what do you do? Well, like any business, your oh, sorry, like any relationship, your a business is going to reflect what you put into it. So if you're constantly putting frustration and resentment and anger and blame into your business, you're going to see a very negative place and very negative results. And breaking this negative cycle is is super tough. It's not something 
that's easy to do. The reason is because us humans, we have this tendency toward a negativity bias. Um, and that is that we're, we're easily convinced that negative thoughts are actually facts. It's why we love the news so much and why the biggest piece of advice I've actually got for you is to stay away from the news completely. But in her book, Debbie offers this really simple model and a simple way of thinking about this and, and working on changing your, your negative perceptions to a more positive uh, perception. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and share that with you as best I can. But essentially, this model is called The Model. It's a really cool name. And she came to it through Brooke Castillo. And uh, if you really want to get into detail on it, I'll leave the link to the book in, in the show notes. But essentially what it does is it breaks sort of circumstances or differentiates between differentiates between circumstances or facts and thoughts or opinions. So if you think I have employees, my employees are crap, then you have employees, which is a fact. You do. My employees are crap. That's an opinion. And you need to change the second part of that phrase or sentence. My employees are fact. How do you turn that to something positive instead of thinking of your employees as uh, as useless or crap or whatever? And if you're thinking that way, you're fueling this whole negative relationship with your business. So you know you, you you'll hear other people inside the business sort of saying, "Oh, we've got terrible partners there," or or, or they they doing this to us, or they they kind of um, not acting in in a manner that that we expect a partner to to act, or they slow to deliver, whatever those those negative things all the time. But your thoughts are in fact not facts. The fact is your thoughts are not facts. And they're your opinion. Because whereas human, we tend toward negative opinions. This is the biggest challenge or the big challenge that you've got, how to change that. So let's let's go through a couple of practical examples here. Let's say you've got an, an employee quits. Fact, you think to yourself, well, which is a fact, and you think to yourself, Ah, now I'm going to have to do all this work and I'm going to be working even longer hours. Um, don't know what on earth I'm going to do. I, gotta, I don't know why I even hire people. I might as well do it myself. So in this example, employee quits and you think, now I'm going to have a huge amount of extra work to do. So the fact they quit, but it's your opinion that you're going to have a huge amount of work to do. Sure, you may have some in the beginning. Or you take a more positive outlook and you think, Employee quits. Well, now I can use the opportunity to automate the role as much as possible so that I don't have to rely on any specific person again. It's a completely different way of looking at it. And Debbie goes into a huge amount of detail in this book. But let's just go through another relevant example quickly. You find out your business is worthless, which is what we're talking about today. And you think, holy crap, all this hard work for nothing. I might as well just lock up the shop and walk away. So the fact is your business is worthless. Your opinion is that you might as well lock up and walk away. Instead, you could look at it as an opportunity to create something valuable. I mean, fundamentally, you have all this great groundwork. You have an operating business. You have so many things that people at the startup stage just don't have. So you change that, reframe this to be a more positive outlook. And before... um, just gather my thoughts for a moment here. So let's talk about how this could quickly become kind of a double negative. Stepping back. Instead, 
you look at the opportunity as something valuable and you say to yourself, well, I could go off and I can do something with this and I can make the business more more valuable. But very quickly, you could switch to a negative thought, which is um, you start thinking about the monumental task that you've got to undertake and that you, you think that you're going to have to bring in consultants and hire more people and fix processes and deal with cash flow and you sort of slip into this negativity place again. So what I was really trying to illustrate here is that be very careful that when you when you do switch to thinking about something more positively, you don't overwhelm yourself and slip back in a negative place. The trick is rather to bring a little bit of focus to specific elements of the relationship with the business and to start thinking in terms of, of a long-term goal and kind of narrowing things in. So every day you think about adding value to your business by fixing specific challenges and moving to a long-term goal rather than thinking about this whole massive mammoth task of creating value right now. So you can identify one big thing that adds value. And that may, for example, be just kind of narrowing your niche down. You, know, you, you could or you could take all of the products and services you have and take out this kind of imaginary boardroom table and stack them all across this imaginary boardroom table and then look at those products and services and say, well, which of these products and services um, add value to our customers, bring repeatable revenue, are easy to learn and systematize? And you could say, well, these are the 20% that do. The other 80% are off the table. And you focused on one thing and you've, you've kind of got a much tighter niche by focusing on just those 20% of, the, of your products or services that bring you revenue. And you're already freeing up energy to work on those other, other tasks. I mean, another thing might be your lead generation system uh, or the relationships in your business. What I'm suggesting is that to avoid feeling overwhelmed and going back into that negativity is that you've got to sort of take this one step at a, at a time. You're on a journey to go from where you are now to a valuable business and you want to just go one step at a time. So let's just recap. Like any relationship, your business reflects what you put into it. And relationships are basically connections you have with your team, your customers, your products, your market. They're all these little connections. Each connection is an opportunity because it's an aspect of your business that you can strengthen as you work toward building value. Trick is you've got to get yourself into this positive mindset. And if you're putting, uh, if you're continually slipping back to this negative relationship with your business, you're only going to get negative results. So you want to constrain your focus and you want to reel it in a bit so that you can put the energy into the right places. And by focusing and narrowing your mindset, you'll be more inclined to, to sort of rediscover the love that you had with your business when you started way back when. So you're kind of going back to your roots, back to your core value proposition, back to the reason that you created the business. And you're taking all the other fluff and the distractions out of, out of the way. And then you're looking at your relationship differently, understanding where you have a fact and where you have an opinion and how you turn that opinion from a negative opinion into something more positive. And then you're making sure you don't slip back to that negative uh, feeling by breaking things down into smaller chunks. Maintain that focus to work on one part of the business at a time one step at a time on a 
on a fairly long journey so that it doesn't feel like you're trying to eat a whole elephant. Because you know that old saying about how do you eat one an elephant? Keeping in mind I'm borderline vegan. The way you eat an elephant, one slice at a time. And I'll leave you with that. So thanks very much for listening. If you've got any questions, uh, just shoot me over a note. I'm happy to answer them. Uh, if you're listening to this on Facebook, you can just put them in the comments below. And if you like this, please share it, follow, subscribe, all those lovely things. And if you need some help, then head over to letsgrowyourbusinessvalue.com. That's letsgrowyourbusinessvalue.com.